it's not going to be robots. It's going to be us doing it to ourselves because, you know, we, we're just obsessed with merging with our technology or, or filling the gaps that we feel are the shortcomings of our biology. Hello and welcome to episode number 33 of Dads Being Dads. I'm Chris Catronio and with me tonight is Randy James. Randy. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm full of ideas today. Full Ooh, of ideas. Ideas. So the theme of today's show shall be Idea Day. Well, last week we talked a little bit. I mentioned a dirty word. I mentioned, I think I said curriculum. Oh, I thought you said crap. Well, maybe that too. <laughs> in, in in regards to what to do in the summer with the kids. Mm. We were talking a little bit about maintaining education. Yes, uh, I think curriculum, it set a lot of people off, or at least our, our one listener. <laughs> it set our most vocal and possibly only listener into a tizzy. Yeah, but I, it, it that's usually an indicator of a larger symptom, right? And uh, I think the words you use are, are important. Sure. So, you know, maybe I wanted to clarify a little. <laughs> curriculum might not have been correct. Though I'm not going by the strict definition. Yeah. What would I say? I don't know. I think it's it's like we do on this show as a whole. My main goal is just to put some thought into these things. Right, right. right. And it's we're nerds, to, so we, we tend to use as accurate descriptions for things as we can. So when you think of a structure, no yeah. matter how loose or you know non-traditional you might use to plan out education for the summer why not call it curriculum yeah sure what i can't nerds. think i can't think of a better word it's would it be strict no but just by <sighs> the process of i i'm kind of thinking of it as a, a weekly cycle so i want to get a little bit of x y and z done each week you yeah. know we got to fit in our quota of reading we got to fit in some math here or there and whatever form i can get mm. it in we could call it a game plan, like what's and you may, the game, game plan sure. for? And you may and you may find some games mm. to trick your kids into doing these things, which yeah. is fine too. Um, just this evening, I don't know how it came up. Um, I forget why I did this, but uh, we we discussed that you you introduced me to the Zygote Body website. Yes, and they've been having a lot of fun tearing the skin off of. The bodies of people, and amazingly, he, he somehow he knows a lot of the parts. Like first thing, we took the skin off this dude. Yeah, right. Of course, he looks at his wiener and uh, laughs. Right? Yeah, so we, I mean, you gotta get that out of the way, right? We, got, yeah, we just zoomed in and out <laughs> on the wiener for a while, and uh, and then you know I was pointing at stuff, going, "Well, what do you think that is?" And he's like, well, "Those are the lungs." Nice. Well, how do you know that? Like, mm. what do you? How do you? <laughs> He's been paying attention to science class or health when class. When did you? When did you operate on a cadaver? No, this is this is like you're getting you're finally getting ROI on your tax dollars for your school system. That's oh, sweet. No, seriously, that's. Do you think they've done this in kindergarten? Do you think they've? They must have. Like, I mean, kids have intuition about where stuff is, right? But they they learn little right. bits and pieces. You know, you get that body book with the little fold out things and here's this your is lungs true. and here's your gizzards and oh wait we don't have those but you know gizzards. what I'm saying <laughs> I call all the guts gizzards <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> well so this evening I found we were talking about space a oh, little bit awesome uh, the planets and I think he had asked me about a planet and I was trying to explain this is what's so great about living in the, in the future as we do I was trying to explain to him the vastness, mm. the scale, right? Because it's you cannot draw these things no. on a sheet of paper to scale because you wouldn't be able to see them, yeah. right? But you could do stuff like, see this little grain of sand? This is our sun. And mm -hmm. see that supermarket down the street over there? That's the next closest sun. And that that type of visualization kids can handle. I think unusually well. I think possibly... The younger they are when you teach them that type of stuff, the easier it is for them to imagine because they don't have all the little walls of limits put on them from other things that they've learned over time. But Possibly, so, yeah. yeah. 
Well, so we found, I mean, again, why it's so great to live in the future. Open up his, open up the web browser on his computer, right? Just search around for solar system scale, right? Any huge number of sites. Like oh, click yeah. one, no, I'm like, I don't like that. Click on another one. This one's cool. Animations, you know, flash animations oh, with the rotations of the planets around the sun where you can, you can click on them and drag them and swirl them around and they can see how fast they move in relation to each other. Immediately, I have a question. I have a question for you. Me? Okay. Are um, all the planet? and I should know this, right? Mm. Pretty much all of the planets, except for Pluto, are on the same plane. The ecliptic, yes. How does that happen? <laughs> the laws of the universe, man. I get it. Well, uh, yeah. Okay, all right. I mean, everything's kind of... Sp- Spinning right and spins on an axis and the sun tends is spinning to around normalize out onto like a I plane, don't know. an ecliptic plane. Yeah, all right. I think it's a consequence of gravity and time stuff. Like, why aren't they spinning <laughs> around on different planes? Yeah, you know why? Why can't? Because why can't? There's a normalizing force, which is how they even congealed together into spherical objects. So the same force that jammed him into spheres is jamming this thing into, it's a rotational type force, I I believe, if I'm remembering anything correctly, which <laughs> is not always the case. Yeah, but so, yeah, it, it, it reflects the, the, the laws that they operate under. And Who made those laws, Chris? Oh, geez. <laughs> Us? Maybe nobody. Maybe some dude. <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah that, that that's where we should probably stop the discussion <laughs> yeah so because <laughs> no, no one knows no no one knows but they all so think those, they do those <laughs> those <laughs> those sites pretty cool i found one um i wanted to demonstrate the scale more to him because all the drawings of the rotational of the planets you get the sun in the middle and they draw all the planets just a bunch of balls right it looks like balls it looks like uh <laughs> You know, just fairly normal, nothing crazy. They're really close together. Let's just hop over to that next planet. <laughs> but the reality is much crazier, oh, you know, yeah. much more vast, right? And there's this website. I think I must have seen a link to it somewhere, but it's it's titled uh, "If If Something Like If the Moon Were One Pixel." So it's a it's horizontally oriented and oriented. And what it is, the first. Um, frame sort of you know the first page where you you land on Hmm. it shows like here's the moon and it's one pixel on your screen yep it's like the scale of the solar system if the moon were one pixel and then next to it is the sun which is not huge it is um you know maybe an eighth of the size of the screen and uh so it's not bad but you have to start scrolling to the right yeah and (laughs) just goes it just keeps going and going and going. And I have to assume, I didn't read, I have to assume that the scroll rate to the right is generally about the speed of light. Oh. Not that you're scrolling actually at the speed of light. But based no, on how, how long it took us to get to Earth, yeah, it, it seemed somewhere in the vicinity. It's, it's like eight minutes or something, right? Isn't that what it is? Uh, I don't remember. I think it takes eight minutes for light to get. Light to go from this. It's on the order of minutes. It's either one minute or... Eight minutes. Some okay. long amount of time. But it's really neat. So what we, we actually did, because <laughs> we were scrolling and scrolling, and we got to, we got to Mercury. What, how does it go? Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars? Yeah. Yeah. We got to Mercury, Venus, yeah. Earth, and then we had to eat dinner. <laughs> so I put, a, I put one of his blocks on the keyboard. Oh, and I nice. said, well, let's leave this here on the arrow key, and we'll go eat dinner and see how far the light has traveled. Uh-huh. Through through the solar system, when we get back, and we had dinner, and you know, he, of course, he plowed through his dinner really fast. He's and like, "Oh, And did you get even past the the great gas giants, or maybe were you at Uranus by the time? Or Uranus? we were yeah, Uranus. Uranus. <laughs> it's very close to Uranus. Uh, it is. <laughs> Yet light years we, away. Sorry. <laughs> we uh, we'd only made it about halfway. Oh, wow. Right? And just go. And every once in a while, there's like some little witty remark that flies across the screen. Oh, that's cool. I want to like, play with the site now, man. We'll, uh, we'll, find, we'll find the link. I'll have to write that down. Link, cool. link for the moon site. Um, so it was neat. 
and that, but that's the kind of stuff in general that I'm thinking about. Yeah, that's right? part of your curriculum. For that's the part song. of my curriculum. We just yeah. thought of it spontaneously. It was like galaxy stuff. So well, why are we talking about this? Well, let's go find something. And Absolutely. it's beautiful that we even can. It's amazing that we can just go look up information like this. People don't. Remember when we had to go find encyclopedias? Oh my and gosh! Stuff? You had to get a ride to the library. You had to go to this dusty, stanky old encyclopedia section. Did you go with Britannica or that other one that was less colorful but tended to have more substantive information? Was that book out because some other kids doing a book report on, you know, the Galapagos Islands and you can't look up galaxy? Oh, it's such a pain. <laughs> oh, maybe I can get in line at the copier and Xerox a few of these for reference. That's, you know, after microfiche or whatever the heck we used before that. It's amazing oh, we learned anything at all. It, it really is. Oh, I, that's my excuse for not knowing as much as my kids will know in five years. The kids are going to know more than you when they're, by the time they're eight. Yeah. Bring it on, though. Bring, bring it on. We need, to, we need to up the ante here, people. We do. We that's, need to get smarter. What, yeah. Diversify. So, you know, that was our evening. And, uh, I mean, I have a bunch of stuff to talk to you about tonight. More you know, Specifically, we have some more follow-up. Yeah. I, I've been I've been thinking a lot about the summer plans too, you know, and we actually um my wife took Josie down to the library and they had this whole summer reading challenge thing and it had this cute little buzzword and I guess so she signed up and you know there's the like there's milestones and you know you read this many books you can come in and and I don't know if they got little prizes or they they have little motivational things for them too which is what I thought was fantastic a you know the library in itself is just so fantastically wonderful you go there free access to just tons of stuff that you would never even think to get but then they have you know people who are involved so she came home all stoked. Dad, I got like 20 books. We're going to read them all. I'm going to get the challenge. It's going to be so great. And we've been reading new books every night. It's been very fun. Okay. So we're going to try to ride that out for the summer. Keep that enthusiasm going. New, refresh the content weekly, you know? Well, I had, um, as you know, I have a challenge with the enthusiasm on the reading. <laughs> uh, and I thought of something this evening while I was putting my son to bed. So we're we're reading a chapter book. We've been reading through the chapters. And usually when we're done reading the book, I talk to him for a little while before I leave. And um, I try not to make it too, you know, what are you going to do at school tomorrow, son? Like two <laughs> just terrible adult questions. Yeah, gen- just corny, generic adult questions. <laughs> but it's too hard. I There's just nothing else. So I, but, so I asked him tonight about, um, you know, about some of the summer stuff. So some of your friends are going to do this summer reading club, which is similar yeah. to what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, sounds like it. And I was like, well, what do you think about that? He's like, no. <laughs> like, well, do you want me to tell you what it is? He's like, all right. And I'm like, well, basically, you know, what do you think you do in the summer reading club? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to guess. I'm like, well, it's a reading club. <laughs> yeah, take a wild stab in the dark. Yeah. Read. <laughs> nice. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, basically, you can be... You know, for the reading club, you're supposed to read a half hour every day. It's so right? funny how much they resent you for getting them to think, too. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> we go through the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> you have to trick them into thinking. Yeah, you ask the leading questions, and they know you're doing it, and they get annoyed, and they don't want, and so they won't right. answer on purpose. <laughs> you already just, know. Yeah, it's so hilarious. Don't ask me. <laughs> so something. <laughs> Genius dawned on me, and I will label it as as genius. All right. When he said, when I told him that it's thirty minutes every day, what do you think popped into my head that he does for thirty minutes every day? Oh, his little nightly constitution. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's like forty five minutes to an hour. Yeah. I was, I was like, whoa, wait a minute, buddy. I got the solution to this. Yeah. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a little book holder plunk it down right next to the toilet for you and you can just while while you're sitting there you can just read whichever one of those books you're currently working on of course he thought that was gross oh yeah which is good i mean in a way it means he's not going to be too he's like no one of them's going to fall in the toilet well that's why you have the stand buddy gonna get poop on it all that stuff (laughs) 
It's like, good, good. Well, I'm glad you're thinking about that because the rules are you can read up until it is time to wipe. Right. Then the books go away and they do not come back out again. We have methods and processes which will prevent poop infection. Right. So I'm going to, I got to try this, right? And we'll have to keep it stocked with maybe a few of his favorites because he likes just rereading the books he already knows. Yeah, yeah. Right. But it's time wasted. I mean, we're, we're in a, we're in the age of efficiency here, right? Right. Like, you can't just sit idle, do nothing. Seriously, I pay Enjoy my bills and your plan time my future alone. when I go. It's crazy. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's <laughs> why so I do my best thinkings. I, I put my hands on one of these, like, uh, Upright bicycles just to generate power. <laughs> you while exercise I'm, while you're pooping. Yeah. Hooked oh, up to the grid. I, yeah. Seriously. <laughs> why, Sit idle. Why it. waste those cycles? No, it's, uh, it's funny though, but I mean, I read novels. If you, if you encapsulate or collect all the time that I've spent reading and the phone is the best thing and everyone thinks I'm insane because I would, I read something like 20, 30 novels a year up till now on a tiny little iPhone and then I think I told you I finally got a bigger screen specifically for that because I had to look at my use cases. I'm like, I read novels more than anything on this phone. And what am I doing with this tiny screen that's probably making me blind and cross-eyed? So, But time-wasting, you know, you, how often do adults have just time to just do whatever they want? Sure, you're pooping, but, I mean, it takes a while to get going. <laughs> then you got to make sure it's all out, so you got to wait it out. <laughs> <laughs> just a couple more chapters, everything yeah, will be fine. Sure. You just don't want to wait too long because then things dry out. And your legs get numb. Yeah, legs fall asleep. And then you stand up, you don't realize it, and you fall over. It's bad. Bad yeah. scene. <laughs> then you got to push your lifeline button <laughs> and <laughs> call your wife in to help you out. Oh, man. Oh, so I had another idea. Something yeah. I actually was looking into a couple of years back. Uh, I was actually thinking of becoming a mentor for it, but Josephine was very young, and I was like, eh, I don't know if I have time to do this, but now she's kind of in the age group. But another one of my my alpha nerd heroes, I've talked enough about Elon Musk, but uh, Dean Kamen, the guy most famously known for his Segway, but he should probably be better known for his insulin pumps and water clarification machines and his for inspiration of whatever it is, science and technology. It's fantastic little kind of competition structure thing, but it's a way to get kids involved into in, in, in science and thinkings and stuff like that. Uh, what is, what's that? What is a way? So, so this, this, um, his first thing. So you, I mean, if anyone wants to go to, usfirst.org get a whole bunch of information out but basically what it is is um it's just they'll have these yearly challenges and and you know coaches will form teams of kids and then they either build something and present it or they build something to meet a challenge um but it's it's great because like the six to i think it's six to nine year olds it's the junior uh first Lego league team and they, mm. and so the first, the very first challenge is they, they have to kind of to think of something and, and then build it out of Legos. And, and the one part of the challenge is part of it has to move. So very basic, right? Cause I mean, you're getting a couple six year olds together and say, Hey team, let's come up with an idea and execute it. You know, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta set your expectations realistically, but, um, it, it's, it's very, cool and it progresses it gets more and more challenging as they get older um but that was another thing because i was reading about it recently this week and any anyone could become a coach just like hey i'm a coach i'm registering this team name and you need like two to six kids who want to do it and it's like well okay you know your your son and my daughter boom we got a team they could design something and and make it so that's another thing i'm thinking of doing I mean, it's got Legos, it's got science, it's got math. How cool is that? Is she going to pull her weight? I don't know if I trust. Well, this, <laughs> you don't want to team up with a slacker. Well, right. here's the deal. It ties back to exactly what you were just saying. So I'm like, I'm talking to her about it. I'm like, hey, I was, I was thinking of starting up a team, you know, for the Lego League. And, you know, we get together and we kind of come up with an idea and then we build it out of Legos. And I don't want to do it. I'm not going to be any good at it. 
there's gonna be mean kids on the team. <laughs> and I'm just <laughs> like, right. holy cow. I was like, well, I barely even talked about it. And she's got like 20 reasons why she doesn't want to do it. But I think, I think the mistake is talking about it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I found just spring it on her. Be like, here's no, some no. Legos. Let's build stuff. And well, yeah, in a way, spring it on her. Mm. Like, but not in a surprising way. Just, hey, here's, here, we're going, here's what we're doing tonight. You know, let's go. We got to go. Yeah. Uh, and explain it along the way. You don't even have but, to go anywhere, though, because like, you're the coach is responsible for figuring out where to meet up and do the stuff too. So it's right. like, well, that's easy. I open but, the garage door yeah. and have people come over to a folding table, a bucket of Legos, maybe some whiteboards, laser pointers. That'd be great. I think this is a common trait for simpletons and children alike. If you, <laughs> if you really want to manipulate people oh, no. and get them into your way of thinking, you, you don't. Like, you go into this line of questioning where they're, hey, do you want to do this and stuff? They're always going to say no. Mm. But if you introduce it, right, if, if if this Lego thing starts in six weeks, you could be like, oh, hey, there's this uh, Lego thing in a few weeks. Looks interesting. And then walk away. Yeah. Leave it alone. Maybe drop a flyer on the table. Yeah. Picture not, of the build kit and the, the motor and battery unit. Not to her, though. No, yeah. Don't put it in front of her. Uh. Put it, like, on the other side of the table. Meh. You're probably not interested. Right? And sure. then a week goes by. Be like, oh. Hey, look at this flyer. Mm, <laughs> must have left this here. Probably should just put it in the trash. Maybe, like, put it on top of the trash can. <laughs> right? Give it a couple more weeks. Leader on. And then maybe, and then ask her, so Josie, what do you think? Uh, you want to take me to that Lego thing? Huh? She's like, no, I'm not interested. All right, it's fine. I didn't want to go either. <laughs> You're playing all hard to get now. You got a few weeks to go, right? Right. I guarantee, slip a few more hints like that. As you get closer, she'll be begging you to go. You know, hmm. Make up some scheduling conflict. <laughs> oh. Make it seem unachievable. Josie, I got terrible news. We can't make that Lego thing that you didn't want to go to. You should be like, oh, fine. I didn't want to do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and boom, that whole all, no, big plan, all, all that scheming right <laughs> the in the scheming toilet. has to happen in order. It's very important. It's very important. It's very important. I, I, well, we talked about it a little more, and she, she she stopped saying no as much, so we'll see. We'll talk about it again. Actually, mm. I plan on, like, like there there's some information in, in some kits and stuff i might just buy the, the the starter kit have it shipped to the house and start playing with it and then she yeah what you doing dad what you doing oh, nothing playing with the doing your first lego league kit <laughs> <laughs> it's mine go to your yeah, room you can't play with this this is for adults because <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing bring the other kids over this is for big kids oh yeah then that's the worst i have have a team don't even tell her about it. A bunch of kids show up and start building. What's going on? All your friends are over. Yeah. But you didn't want to do this, so. <laughs> but Stay that's the there. other thing I'm thinking on top of some of the, you know, oh yeah, some of those Kumon books or whatever. Those were kind of fun for a while. I make a couple more of those. Did you mess with those at all? Little Kumon? Yeah. No. No. No? Oh, that's it. It's kind of, it's interesting. It's like a mega publishing e- enterprise, but it, it's, I thought I had talked about this. So, you know, everyone forgive me if I'm boring you with repeated details, but it's this dude, um, he used to make up these puzzles and these like kind of workbooks for his kids to practice, you know, practice math. And when he wasn't there and practice this and practice that. I love and, them already. Yeah. And so th- they were pretty cool and he decided to publish them and they just took off like crazy. But basically it's a, you know, it's a workbook that let's say there was one that was tracing. It sounds pretty basic, but when kids are learning how to operate a pencil and follow a logical path or whatever. Um, so they'd start really easy, you know, a line across the page. And so there'd be workbooks with line going this way and then a line going that way and a line going this way. And then the lines would start to, you know, you do, exercises you sign your name you complete the exercise that's a couple pages well then the next ones they get a little trickier and trickier and then when you finish the book you get this little like award for you know it's, i think it's even right within the book you get a little certificate of completion right so she signs her name she's got a little certificate of completion so 
they just went crazy with this. There's there's whole stores and stuff, and, and there's tons. There's you know obviously reading, writing, math, multiplication, addition, and those are kind of cool too. Because you could you can get as involved or as uninvolved as possible. You can pick them up anywhere along your kid's timeline as to where they are developmentally and stuff. And just you know, she didn't like it at first. She's like, yeah, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I'm like, oh, let's try the tracing one. So she got into that. She loved the pictures because they're very well made. I just just gorgeous stock they're they're vibrant they're they're you know big spot for their name so they get to personalize it a million times oh sure yeah yeah and you know and then she started kind of she picked up the word one she picked up the math one she likes she likes him so and for some reason we lost them they're like buried under junk so i've got to dig some out and make sure we've got the ones that are on track with her um you know where she's at but you lost the ones that were not filled in uh, well, we lost them all, so <laughs> most of them were done, but there's a few more to go. Mm-hmm. But again, I just, I just picked up a couple of them to see if she liked them and she liked, she did. She took, she took right to them and, um, it was a good time. So those are, that's another tip too. Cause you know, again, reinforcing all the stuff she'd been learning and will be learning and she can kind of practice at her own pace and well, something more for us to spend copious amounts of money on. <laughs> Back to this, I mean, uh, fitting that into the summer curriculum, right? Yes, structured Uh, curriculum. Well, I I constantly think about whether or not I'm I'm leaving something out, right? Mm. What and it's I think it's good to cycle through the different categories of things. Like, are you, um, you know, are they are they getting exercise? Mm. You know, what is the list? Is it athletics? You know, math, reading, science, music, history. Other things like, what are the other things? I'm sure there's a ton of other things. Sure, but the but, core uh, curriculum stuff is always a good starting point. Yeah, and then I with think... science, I mean, boom, the world, the lid just blows off it because, I mean, science includes biology, astronomy, and you know, you go True. forever on science. And oh, by the way, the beauty of science is it includes math and reading and all of that. That is true. I I, I love. I absolutely love any curriculum that uses applied uh practices. Yeah. Um, I think I've I've griped before about how I stunk so bad at space math. Just math on a board with numbers that equaled numbers that became numbers that turned back into other numbers. But the second I started using that in chemistry, it just was so obviously clear to me how to what I was doing and you know, the point of it and the power of it. It just all kind of clicked that way. Uh, if I had just gone through algebra and never did chemistry and science, I would have flunked algebra. But I, it's, science saved me, <laughs> you know, and got me realizing I didn't really totally... I wasn't that horrible at math. I was just horrible at math in a vacuum. Math in a vacuum. Yeah, it's a good title. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> So, so one of the things I really wanted to follow up on, and we didn't start talking about, we haven't started talking about yet, uh, last week's show was all about little Doug. Yeah, Doug's bad day. And, Do we um, have Doug follow-up? We have, we have a lot of Doug follow-up. Oh. I, I struggled with this, right? So, Did you show up at Doug's mom's house? <laughs> quick, punched her right in the face. <laughs> Tell me no. Quick. <laughs> quick I just wanted to see how... Oh, buddy was doing. <laughs> well, right? Play out the scenario. This is part of the high functioning brains we have, right? We have the, we have this ability to uh play out what could happen in different scenarios. We're actually very bad at it, but we mm-hmm. still have the ability to attempt to do it. Yeah. We only have to be as good as avoids being eaten by bears and stuff, and that's Right. Yeah. Predicting the stock market? No. 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 I mean, just um, survival. That's to ensure our survival. Did pretty good at that. Brief for now. Brief recap. Kids are playing soccer. Max misses a play. Boy on his team that's done this several times already stands in front of his face, screams at him for a few minutes. Right? I go over, grab Max. Max cries. The other boy, Doug, uh, is indifferent. He He's all grumpy, having a terrible day, whatever, turns his back. You know, did I want to punch him in the back of the head? Maybe. <laughs> but he's six. No bearing on the story, but a natural reaction. Right. But I didn't. The important part is that I did not. 
Isn't that the only thing that That's matters? A good dad, right there. Because <laughs> we never know what's going on in people's heads. <laughs> yeah, and it's best we don't. <laughs> but so his mom was there. She was apologetic, and I was apologetic. And then I was wondering, well, what should I do? Like, should we follow up on this? Should I check in on him later? See how he's doing? You know, and you you said, you know, just give it a week. Yeah, I said let it stew, see what happens at the next event. Right, and that was, I think that was the plan I sort of settled on. And of course, they didn't didn't have a game together the next event because they're on different teams. Oh, okay. But... um, Oh, I didn't realize they they weren't teammates. They they they, were were pickup crew guys. This is the pickup game, yeah. yeah. I got some follow-up on the pickup crew too. The sweet, sweet summer athletics we got going on. Nice. Uh, so parents are hanging out. I'm chasing Molly around and, and there's his mom over there. This is Doug's mom. And, uh, a bunch of snares went through my head. I was like, oh, I should go say hi. I should, what should I ask her? Should I say, should I ask like, how's Doug doing this week? You know, but that implies like <laughs> he's terrible. And, <laughs> yeah. What's the right way to word it? You know? Yeah. And so eventually you there was an opportunity. Kid yet? <laughs> yeah. This <laughs> is a nice breaker. It's cool. It's now, I don't know. So finally, and I was, you know, slightly proud of myself, I suppose. There was a good opportunity, right? No one else was talking to her. She was alone briefly. I happened to be chasing Molly by. I stopped, said hello. And I said, uh, you know, I'm really sorry about what happened last week. Okay. Right? Right? It was a good. I guess. I was. I mean, I was sorry. That you, oh, because you had kind of talked to him and then he cried. Well, just in general, the <laughs> yeah, situation, the yeah. whole situation was. Sorry, your kid's so horrible. Great. <laughs> you don't, you don't, right? You don't follow it up with those remarks. Yeah, you leave that part out. And then, so you know, it seems it, sincere. So we started the conversation. She said, "No, no, no, no. I'm really sorry." I was like, "Well, you know, kids are kids can get like this sometimes." She's and she started. This is where it's important. This is where the story is important. She started in right away with, oh, he was having such a terrible day. Oh. <laughs> he didn't wipe. No. <laughs> oh, I, I was right. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, he hadn't eaten. And oh. and we we talked about it and we talked about it like all week. And it was interesting to me, right? Because she was, she was talking to him about it. And uh, I'm like, yeah, I was talking to Max about it too. And she she said, you know what the the ridiculous thing about it was? He, in his regular game earlier in that morning, some other kid did the exact Shoot same thing out. to him. Oh, there we go. And so, she's like, I was trying to explain this to him that he got all and he got all upset. He got all upset because some other kid yelled at him, and then he turned around and it, started doing it to everyone. Yeah. Else. And I'm like, well, there you go. Yeah, Learned it's, behavior. It's, yeah. It's oh man, so many times do I want to like just to swat the other kids away. For Max. Now, I'm not saying he's an angel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he is somewhat of a follower, right? Yeah. I'm totally off topic now. Like that story, we were good. We laughed about it. I, t- I told her the same thing. I talked to Max. I told him maybe Doug was just having not a great morning yeah, and he shouldn't and be a man about Wow, the title of our last episode is so perfect then. Doug did have a right. bad day. He was having a bad he day. He was hungry and he got dumped on earlier. And yeah. He, yeah, he was lashing out. Wasn't clean. Wow, he's a little chafy. <laughs> <laughs> but oh man, now I forgot my other story. So Max is a bit of a follower, you were saying. Oh yeah. And sometimes you want to keep the kids away. Well, T ball is a great T ball is a great great example. Kids okay. get so bored in the outfield playing T ball. Oh yeah, I mean, and they on. get close to each other when they're running the bases and stuff. And then all it takes is is one kid to be just a bit ornery starts twirling around or falling <laughs> on the ground and acting like a goofball and then it's just it's all like hell a tinderbox they all start yeah. dorking out and <laughs> they, they do and no one intervenes to just well, start they're young still let's be let's be fair they're wicked young. oh still. they're totally yes yeah. you don't we don't have to punish them but just uh, get them back in line back you know get line. back in your position pay mm-hmm. attention the ball's gonna smash you in the face yeah. again you know <laughs> <laughs> These lessons have to be learned and relearned until they stick. Yeah. What did I say in that another episode? <laughs> or 10. But I can't, right? There's nothing I can do about this. He's going to be in school. He's going to learn this stuff from his friends. Yeah. He's going to be hanging out with different kids. And he's going to pick kids that he likes to hang out with based on some of their behaviors that I may or may not agree with. Right? Sure. But that's like, part of becoming a, a human, too, in a way. Totally you have is, to yeah. experience... The best and the worst and everything in between and 
at some point that in indirectly shapes what you become basically you know based on your responses and how how you know what you take away from it yeah it's a difficult challenge i mean i don't i don't struggle with it as much because i already know there's not much i can do mm. except for just continue guiding him outside of those scenarios and helping him and setting examples in whatever ways i think are correct yeah gotta walk the walk man yeah <laughs> right <laughs> Uh, but it's very it's it's very interesting. I mean, T ball is crazy, right? He's in the outfield getting bored, and he just starts laying on the ground, or he starts he takes his glove off and throws it way up in the air and catches it. And throws oh it yeah, way up in the air. I, and remember, catches it. I remember seeing the kids doing that all the time. Throws it way up in the air and catches it, and then oh, sure it's enough, cripplingly boring. I mean, somehow <laughs> kickball was so much more fun, and I think it just moved faster because it wasn't yeah. tees and bats and garbage. It was like a ball. And you all ran around, you run through your positions, everyone kicks and runs, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, T-ball is, whoa, T-ball is slow. That's why I sort of go back and forth on, it's it's just terrible. Because then someone hits it and it rolls right past him because he's busy looking up in the air trying to catch his glove. And yeah. It's, oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess. I yeah. mean, is that? Is part that, of learning. Is that part of the game? Yep. The embarrassment of being in the outfield makes you a better outfielder because then you become obsessed with every hit and trying to predict the arc and judge the position of the sun so it doesn't blind you while you line up for your catch and all. I mean, well, most of the kids, most of the kids will do this even when they're playing first base and oh, when well, they're playing first base, dangerous. <laughs> every single play, the ball gets thrown at them, yeah. even if they're not looking and they're never looking. They're always just turning around, looking at some other field. It's that's just insane. It's totally. It's a fairly nuanced game for kids that young, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, soccer's great because run, 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 kick, 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 run, run, kick, or basketball, bounce, bounce, run, run, throw, throw, bounce, throw. Yeah. Football, eh, not so much. A lot of structure. A lot of strategy that's happening when you're not playing yeah and baseball kind of similar i've tried to i've tried to tone back my interfering a little bit I, i'm not a coach <laughs> not an assistant coach i'm glad to hear that Randy. it's a lot of commitment but i still it drives me so crazy when the kids are encroaching on the batter's box goofing around right yeah. there's a kid swinging an aluminum bat <laughs> and all the kids waiting to bat are just they're getting closer, way too close and, and not paying attention. Right? I'm like, well, how hard is this to get them to sit down in a line? It's wicked hard. How hard no, is it, it is to, get them, to get them dressed in the morning? My it's kids easy. love worming away and squirming. I mean, you put your leg over them and pin their hips. Sure, it's no. easy. But it's if seriously, you, if, this, there's a huge difference between, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what you do. There's a huge difference between saying, hey, kids. Sit in a line over there, right? They have no idea. They have no idea what that means right. or what you just said. But if you say, hey, kids, sit on this line right here, <laughs> <laughs> the one that is painted on the ground, yeah, shoulder to shoulder. And, and then they'll will... do it. And then a, a minute and a half later, they forget that they're supposed no. to be and they start fernoogling again. No, they'll do it. No, they get distracted. The kid yeah, pulls out like, a Pokemon oh. card. They'll say, oh, I love it when that guy does this. And they start going, poof, poof, poof. suddenly they're, they're mock fighting and they're in the batter's box and Pam. <laughs> it hasn't, it hasn't, well, it, ha- it has happened a couple <laughs> times. Mostly on other teams. Right. <sighs> I'm glad to hear you letting it go a little bit. You know, it's well, T-ball's, T-ball's over now. Oh, that's good. Oh, but the the soccer league, this is the best, right? Soccer is ending this Saturday. And he really loves soccer. Mm-hmm. We we stay afterwards and play forever, as as I've told you. And it much like with kindergarten school learning itself, it didn't seem right to me that it would just the season would end and we'd have the whole summer before the season starts up again. Yeah. And my wife agreed. We were talking about this. Like, what are we gonna do? What should we do about this? Like, let's get them together with Let's see if we can get them together with the kids that they play pickup games with after every Saturday practice. Anyway, there you go. start a little mailing list. So we did. Yeah, we started a little mailing list. We got everybody together, nice. and my wife took them. I think it was on Tuesday, and they played for three hours. Wow! In the rain. Nice. <laughs> with the the cool part is one of the kids in the little pickup league is the son of the high school varsity coach. Okay. 
So he the coach was there and he had the kids doing drills and stuff mm-hmm. and Excellent. getting all warmed up and doing different techniques. And, you know, they absolutely loved it. He came home and he was just drenched in <sighs> rain and sweat and was so tired but so happy about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was fantastic. Like, why, why would I... Like, in a way, I feel like it would be a terrible thing for me to just let that abruptly end for him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You just, like, opened a hole in my memory for my soccer team. Right. And I'll let you finish. Well, I think, I mean, I, I'm kind of recalling some of this sort of thing where you're doing something fun, it's seasonal, and all of a sudden it's just the last game of the season, it's over, and it's like, well, now what? Yeah. Like, what What do you mean I can't play again for three months? Yeah. Like, what? Why? I remember when high school sports ended for the summer, it was always just like, ugh, now what? You know, because I, I played a couple things. Yeah. Uh, but, man, you opened up I, – I used to play boys under 10 soccer. I played for a few years. When um, you were 12. <laughs> yo. I was under 10, and I was a boy. Um, but, you know, it was pretty fun, and we played, and, we, you know, we eventually figured out what the heck we were supposed to be doing. But I remember this one time, these two guys – came along and they were just like soccer geniuses they were doing these stalls and passes and feints and all these awesome things and they were like oh and they were showing us they came running along we saw them playing we all just stopped and stared like idiots and they're like oh and we'll, we'll see how to do a pop kick or blah blah and they start doing all this stuff and I remember just being so turbocharged by that and the whole team was we were all just like yeah and practice and, and they, they left they hung out for like five minutes showed us some cool stuff ran around kicked back and forth but they just galvanized the team like we were just the feistiest like we we're everyone was into it and they were all kicking passing and drilling and as hard as we can and having a ball with it and i i want to i i'm pretty sure that we started like doing a lot better too after that when we played games just because it, it just sparked the enthusiasm just a, a little, a little more than we had been, right? Because we were kind of there, going about our business. Buh, 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 buh. The coach was pretty cool, but you know, that was just like, again, this alternate non-authority figure, but inspirational figure comes along and just, you know, it was awesome. So cool. Sounds like fun. Yeah. How do you remember how old they were? I mean, I mean older. Th- I mean, they looked like adults, but I'm, I'm thinking back, they probably were. I mean, they're probably maybe high schoolers, maybe okay. college age. I'm probably not much older than that. Sure. Yeah. And, and I want to say that they were from somewhere else, so they might have even been like Brazilian exchange students from the high school or something came along. Oh, boy. Now it's getting field. magical. Yeah. Uh, dude, they were awesome. I'm just like, whoa. I've never seen anyone play that good. They're just like the, the ball control and the tricks and the passes. It was awesome. Right. So, yeah. I think uh you know if something's worth doing it's worth doing right sure and if they're they're enjoying it it's it just goes back to the curriculum a month is too long like months are too long to have off of something yeah just complete cold turkey yeah, yeah. And, and it doesn't mean sit them in a chair I mean they don't do that in kindergarten much anyway like sit them in one spot and lecture them all day yeah just drill do drills hours a day yeah, I, I'm. I refreshes, begin, you know, little yeah, little pings to keep it up. Keep I'm on a weekly on cycle. Yeah. My brain's on a weekly cycle. My brain is in is thinking about like has he has he done any drawings this week? Hmm. You know, has he done any creative things this week? Has he has he done any reading this week? Yeah. Has he uh, <laughs> been writing any letters? Like, and it could be as simple as. I mean, there's so many birthdays, right? He's, he writes all the <laughs> writes all the cards yeah. for other kids. Like, there's a little bit of writing. You know, we write the letters out on the board for him, and he uh, writes them on the card. That's practice, uh, a little bit. Coincidentally, he wrote down seven summer activities. Oh, one one for each day of the mm-hmm. week. I did. Yes. Coincidence? I think not. No, maybe not. They could be designated for each day. Sure, yeah, we could, or make- at least make sure you hit one of those in a day. Throughout the week, you know, but he might enjoy it if we schedule it, right? He okay. might enjoy it if we say Saturday's our adventure day. Yeah, you know, Sunday is music day, right? Tuesday is your pickup game day, so right. we'll make Monday math, Wednesday reading, Thursday <laughs> science. One, two, three, four, five. What day did I miss? Friday. Every day science day. History. 
(laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, man, we'll see how it goes. I just, I, I always feel like I'm behind missing something, but I think that's good. I'm not letting it stress me out. I'm just using it to make me think about all those other little things. Mm. Like, what is it that we could be doing? What other new things do we want to try? And I, I don't know. You know, I'm welcoming ideas, right? I'm waiting for people sending ideas to the show. I'd love to hear what yeah, you guys are doing. Start tweeting people. Twit us all your uh, best ideas so we can steal them, present them maybe, as our own. Maybe we show. already are. Ba-dum-bum. Right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I can present them as my own. Um, hmm. So we can't do that in Twitter, though, because their contributions are right there. It's, it's very uh, but collective. Only people, only like people look. What? I mean, the timeline's there. It doesn't lie. We can't go stealing sweet Twitter ideas and get away. Sure, with it. but it's hard to see if some. It's hard to see what I tweeted to you unless someone's following me as well. Uh, like they can't go on your timeline and see what people sent you. I see. It's interesting. It's a very complex system mm. <laughs> of letters and hashtags. <laughs> so, what? What else? There, a couple other things I want to talk to you about. Um. I did. I speaking of the twitters, mm. I, I sent out a picture on <laughs> our behalf of the show, I suppose, which was me, not Chris, because I am officially safety dad. I think, right? Yeah, I think I coined you that. I mean, you're, uh, you definitely you you hold the crown. I'll tell you the situation. <laughs> per per usual, I ended up in my daughter's bed. Uh, she has a nice large bed, so there's room for me. And in the morning, she woke up, and I was still kind of tired, so I laid there asleep. And I think the night before, I was listening to something on my phone, right. listening to a book or a podcast or something. And I put, uh, I just put the thing down on the floor and went to sleep. And um, she got up in the morning, and I heard her rummaging around. She was very quiet, and I made nothing of it. And then she left and went downstairs. And I walked around a room sort of picking everything up like normally do in the morning after they trash it. And I saw, I said, oh, hey, my, my wife brought a phone charger up here. I could have plugged my phone in. And then I looked again. I was like, well, wait, that's not a phone charger. Those are my headphones. And they were plugged into the wall outlet, <laughs> which is why I thought it was a charger. Right. Now, the good news is for everyone who's freaking out right now um, that the bottom hole that looks like the mouth of the bunny is not dangerous. It is just the ground wire is Mm. not live. And it just happened that that's the one the headphone jack fits into, (laughs) right? So that's the one she jammed it into. Nice. And then she left it there. So there's headphones on the ground with the steg plugged in the wall. And uh, it, it was interesting. It got me thinking a lot about this general problem, right? Because we had those... Sleeping on the job, Randy. That well, problem. If you saw the picture, <laughs> the bottom outlet had a cover, right? Yep. The top one did not. Uh-huh. And the top one did not have a cover because at some point we needed to plug something in there. Sure. So we took this impossible to remove cover out and plugged into the thing and then unplugged the thing and then didn't put the impossible yeah, to remove we've cover we've got back a few in. of those because the, the covers aren't attached. No. So they, they get removed. They're not hinged to the side like would be brilliant. I think you just had a genius idea right there. Why are they not attached to that screw that's right in the middle of the cover? Yeah. Or, or just like part of the plastic faceplate. You know, there's a little hinge. Flap to the side. Any number sure, of things. Sure, yeah. So we're going to spend the rest of the show brainstorming <laughs> ideas to <We're> replace <laughs> safety covers. Yes, we're to gonna make obsess about all the details. <laughs> I've thought through a lot of this. Can you shut off the power? Is it a well, only if it's on an isolated circuit? You know, can you then make a different? Nobody uh, wants to replace their outlets. It's hard. No, no, it would have to be the plate or, like you said, anchored to the center screw. Mm-hmm. The plate's an interesting one. Like, but doing something more built in. Can you make? Outlets where you have to push the plug in, like it'll only accept a plug if all three prongs go in at the same time. There's all kinds of different ideas that are. Now, what's interesting about that scenario is she 
found the hole that it would fit in. Well, she might well, have she, tried. Yeah, she almost <laughs> definitely tried each of the deadly other there's only There's only one of them that is deadly. Do you know which one? Uh, the, the bigger one? I don't remember. I think it's No. Why is it not the bigger one? It's actually an obvious answer when you think about it. I don't remember, though. One of them is the plug is bigger, but the slot is... Right, so there's a small there's, slot yeah, and small a big slot. Yeah, small slot and a big slot. Right. right. So I thought which, they were both live. No, they're not both live. Is one uh, the neutral return? No. One is the neutral. Okay, yeah. Which in most houses is this exact same wire as the ground. Yeah. Or at least it is when it gets back to the panel. Yeah, which is confusing. Yeah, it's it's all about isolation things. It's, uh, don't get into it. But anyway, <laughs> I'll tell you which one it is. Because, I'm again, I, I'm going to say this with some authority, not remembering if I'm actually correct. <laughs> the smaller one is the live prong. Do you know why? It's the smaller one and not the bigger one? No. Because if you flip it, flip it. Like you can't fit the larger prong in the smaller hole. So you can't get it backwards. Yeah. But you can fit the larger you can fit the small prong in the larger hole. It would go sideways, but Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Huh. So if it's reversible, it's reversible. Like you can flip the... Some things don't have a big prong and they just don't care which one is Yeah, off, they got but... two little ones because it doesn't matter. It still operates. Right. Ah. Now, I could be completely wrong about that, but I think I remember looking at this specifically for that reason going, wait, which one is... It's always the small one that's hot. Uh. And I think it's because that way... Like if the large one was hot, you could... Accidentally put the small one in. You could put the small in. one in. <laughs> <laughs> it would only have to go in a little bit before it touches. You could put it in sideways a little bit. But it would still need to create a circuit, right? So even if she did get this he- headphone jack in there, would it have done anything? Uh, that's a very good question. I'm going go to go jam do... a headphone into one of my outlets right now find out. Well, it has a lot to do with what you're touching on the other end. Right. So if you jammed a headphone in there, it probably wouldn't do anything because... Um, you're, it's isolated. Yeah. And let's say with right. one hand. Let's just make it easy. If you use one hand to jam it in, I can't like make it yeah, circuit. Yeah, you need to be touching something else. You need yeah. to be touching, but you could still be touching like a part of the house, and you'd feel you'd feel a little bit hmm. like you would. Gr- it would ground just by way of touching something else. It, the worst possible thing is if you're touching both sides of the outlet yes. of the outlet at the same time making a nice circuit for the electricity to cross through your heart into the other side now i have done like this. what happened to you oh man I, and i thought i was bad cuz i burned my fingers a couple times like when i was real young i remember plugging in the model train set yeah and having the lazy thumb that was touching both leads when it went in and it was just bizarre. I mean, it was Bernie and, yeah. and horrible. I can't imagine what you felt. <laughs> you holding <laughs> the two wires. <laughs> this sucker is dead. Bzoop. Yeah. I can't believe you're yeah, alive. Yeah, most right of the time now. that's what happens, right? You grab you grab the outlet with one hand and like your thumb touches one of the screws and your finger touches the other one and your your wrist and your hand gets this big zap. Yeah. It's, it's it's terrible. Like it feels like this weird. It's just yeah. It's a really terrible, terrible oh, yeah, feeling. It's, it's, it's like Bernie vibrating. Yeah, the horrible feeling. I can't it's imagine when it went through your chest. <laughs> yeah, it went right through my chest. How are you still alive? It's an interesting it's question. Not, I mean, it's da- certainly dangerous voltage, but it's not uh, quite as life threatening as some of the higher voltages. Yeah, sure. but I mean, the, the fact that it didn't whack your heart rhythm out or or something that caused you to. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I guess I'm Cardiac just uh, arrest or something. Mm, some kind of superhero. You got a pretty you got a pretty strong heart there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> or you did anyway. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we got summer plans. Nice. We got follow up on Doug. Uh hmm. More summer plans. Reading. Headphone jack in the wall. Ah. Uh, they tell you not- about the polite fight? You you did not. <laughs> well, so I don't tell you many twin stories, um, but twins are really curious, like really curious. Like just tonight, they had just been put down, and I went upstairs to grab something, and I just hear 
what the heck was he saying? He was saying like, camel, 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 camel. It sounded like camel. I don't know if he was actually saying camel. And then quietly from the other side of the room, man, bunny, bunny, camel, bunny, 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 camel, camel, bunny. And they were like mellowing themselves down by jargoning, but it was flowing back and forth from one to the other. And at times I could tell who it was and at times I couldn't. And they're, they're very curious curious i mean humans are freaking weird to begin with but like nearly duplicate humans who spend almost all of their lives together for the you know formative years really curious so yeah so one <laughs> so I, I think i've told you about how they uh the the larger one alex he he has a tendency to micromanage uh play so if they're both playing with dump trucks and at first, they each have their stuffed animals in the bed of the truck, and they're driving around. Well, Johnny will decide that he wants to put something different in the truck or just get rid of the stuffy and just zing around the truck. And Alex will, no, no, Johnny. Like, I, I remember him just yelling at Johnny and holding this this stuffed animal and waving at him. Like, what is he so mad at? And I realized he wants Johnny to put the stuffed animal back in the truck so they can keep yep. playing stuffed animals in trucks. And, and he's a little micromanaging in that sense. But... You know, Johnny will definitely defend himself at times, and other times he'll assert himself. Um, and they, in this one time, they they had this polite fight. So, you know, we're 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 trying to teach them how to be gentle and 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 polite and thank you and stuff. And they picked up "excuse me" on their own, and it's like "excuse me" or whatever they say. And um, you know, they're they're playing, and one of them kind of gets down next to the other one and bumps him. He's like, "Oh." Yeah excuse me, Alex, or no, excuse me, Johnny, and Alex is, and Johnny's, no, excuse me, Alex, excuse me, Johnny, and they proceed to get in an, an excuse <laughs> me argument, where they're getting more and more animated, and a little bit frowny, and no, no, excuse me, Alex, no, no, excuse me, and just back and forth, back and forth, and finally, I'm like, guys, you're both very play right now, aren't you? <laughs> everything's cool, and they're just like, they look at me like, oh, Okay, Dad, and you know, sit back down, and things settle out again. But man, twins are very weird. And I have a feeling it's the weirdness is just beginning. What uh, kind of experiments are we gonna do? Yeah, you know, I haven't given it too much thought because I'm kind of still in survival mode, just keeping up okay. with them and meeting each of their needs and giving them each enough attention and and all. But you know, once that gets easier, oh, th there's gonna be fun to be had. I'll I, tell you I, this I, much. Oh, go ahead. Maybe you can save yourself uh, a college tuition. <laughs> you send them both to the same school. Okay. Under one name. Right? They There's one of them in school. Okay. They just, they go to every other and class. They alternate, but then they're missing out on the lessons. Cause... No, no, then they teach each other. Ah, see, that's the part it all breaks down. They right, but you do don't that. know. They might have that twin brain power going on. Where <laughs> yeah, they, just... they share all knowledge as one. Right. Wouldn't that be cool? Then, hmm, I guess then they'd have to share the same name when they graduate, too. So for the yeah. rest of their lives, they're known as the same person. <laughs> Much like Crandy. And they just copy. You just saved, <laughs> you just saved yourself like 200 grand in tuition. <laughs> Ugh, tuition. <laughs> That's if college is even a thing when they're older. Maybe it's just plug your brain into... The net right. download MIT curriculum 4.3 computer it's going that scientist. Way, right? Yeah. Oh, you think it's going that way? It might. I mean, we learn a lot when we don't even know we're learning. So who knows what ways they'll figure out to just jam. I don't know. I'm not sure if it was. I'm trying to think of what sci fi thing, but I've seen so many and read so many sci fi things, but. It's basically, oh, maybe it was even the Matrix where they just basically jam in the knowledge right into your brain. They just play it into a part in your brain that will receive it, catalog it, and store it. And, you know, you just kind of practice it to exercise it, and boom, you know something. I mean, that is not, that seems not at all far fetched to me, especially with how well we learn things when we kind of ruminate over them at, at night. So. I, I've, I, I don't know about you, but when I would have trouble picking something up in school, I would oftentimes just try, you know, classically study it and you go through it, go through it, go through it, write, read my notes, write them again, blah, blah, blah. And then eventually just be like, forget about it. I'm going to bed. And I go to bed 
And I remember like dreaming about this stuff a little bit and I wake up and be like, bam. And that happens to everyone. And it, it's uncanny how well it works. So who's to say we don't harness some technology that you just jam a needle into some spot in your brain. <laughs> you can mainline a whole bunch of knowledge. <laughs> sure would save a lot of tuition expenses. Yeah, but that, hmm, that would be awfully weird. Mm. It would have to be blended with practical experience as well, I think, for it to stick. But I was thinking more along the lines of you just plug your brain into some massive computing system and you basically (laughs) get paid for allowing us to use your brain. Yeah. Right? And and then those... Well, if it's one way, you can't exploit the brain as free RAM or something, but, you know... (laughs) Yeah, well, and, and those people then become the cheap labor. And the, the wealth, the wealth, you know, the disparity gap just gets bigger and bigger. Oh, and bigger, yeah. Right? All the rich people just harness the brain power of the, the less yeah. fortunate. Right. Like, if you can't, you can't figure out how to run one of these, you can't figure out how to set this up and get that going. It's like, well, what are my options? Well, I just plug my brain in and they're going to. They're going to use me Pay for, me enough to survive. I'm just another CPU core. Right. You, don't, you wouldn't have any special traits anymore. You wouldn't be like, what's your resume? I don't care. It's just, just plug in your brain. We'll make yeah. it do what it needs to do. You know, they'd, would they be, even if they weren't equal, who would tell you? Right. Mm-hmm. I guess you'd have to go get it measured and be like, I've got a super powered brain and <laughs> it's worth $20 an hour. Yeah. You know, I don't, it'd be interesting. Oh, definitely. That's why I like the Matrix so much. And my favorite part about the Matrix wasn't so much that there was robots harnessing us and, and putting us into this. The whole time I watch that movie, I'm like, it's not going to be robots. It's going to be us doing it to ourselves because, you know, we, we're just obsessed with merging with our technology or, or filling the gaps that we feel are the shortcomings of our biology and fixing that with technology. Oh, that stuff is awesome. There goes science again. So, um. One final thing I wanted to tell you before we say goodnight. Right on. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have Big Brother looking after me. Huh. So I discovered my insurance company, mm. car insurance, will send me this little dongle oh. that I can plug into my car that will tell them how I drive. I've, see, I've heard about that. Uh-huh. And they'll knock like 30% off my bill. If you're super safe and slow. I think it's probably a combination of super safe, slow, distance, that sort okay, of thing. Yeah. Like, because we don't drive the car pretty much at all anymore, so they probably won't think we have it plugged in. But I'm <laughs> guessing they know that it's plugged in, even if it's plugged in, right? I see. Well, you so, use it very occasionally, right? So they'll should yeah. mess with them and stick it on your bike and see what they do. <laughs> it's not a GPS thing. No. You plug it into the uh, that port, the diagnostic port. Hmm. On the car. Interesting. And I think I think you plug it in for like a month and then you send it back. Okay. So I'm going to have to make sure I plug it in in the month that we're not like going on one of our driving vacations. There you go. Try to get so, it a, a normal baseline month. Yeah. So that's that. We'll see how that goes. Still have to make my juice, booze. Yeah, I want to hear how the prison wine went. I was actually thinking about that today. I'm going to order some tonight. Nice. What, I mean, champagne gonna, yeast? The champagne yeast, and I gave away all my beer brewing equipment, so I need to order a... Uh, a vapor lock. The vapor lock. Order two. I'll buy I mean, one off you. Just... Uh, I want to try it, too. You, there's people that will carry the packages to your house. Yeah, but if you're already ordering them, right? Just get two. How am I going to get it? Next time we have a play date. All Seriously. Right. Easy peasy. And then we could each have our own brand prison wine next time we meet after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could try the Kool-Aid prison wine or the organic farms. It's kind of exciting, I have to admit, even though I've barely been drinking lately. <laughs> My, too tired. Everyone else, and the best part is no one else will drink it. They will all hate it. You don't know. It might be totally delicious. It sounds like it. Like, why wouldn't it be? It's like you basically turn anything into a cider. Like, if it's yeah. apple juice, it's now apple cider. Watermelon juice, watermelon cider, right? It's watermelon and booze. I'm hoping it's fruitier. and Yeah, I'm hoping it's more like gin and juice mm. or, you know, vodka, like a, a vodka and orange juice, vodka and cranberry juice, vodka and yeah, that kind of thing. Probably. I'm hoping it's more like any, you know, juice with vodka. 
Which well, at six percent, you're, you're going to be a little let down. <laughs> is just think, is this six? Yeah, I guess. I 6%. think that's as high as it gets. I'm going to have to just fill it up with sugar. <laughs> it's going to be vile. Well, we can. Why? Why would it be vile? Because well, you're changing the character of the. It's sugar the juice. water. Well, no, because <laughs> he recommends like real juice, right? Organic. Fine. <laughs> I'll dump organic sugar into it. Then. Try with tang, space booze. <laughs> Uh. Cue the music. 